Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. Luke 22, 36 and John 18, 36. These two verses, which are credited to Jesus the Christ, appear at first glance to be in direct conflict with each other, which has caused many theologians to lose their mind trying to explain these two verses and the ideas presented within these two verses. So let's take a look at what these verses actually say. Luke 22:36 Berean Literal Bible And he said to them But now the one having a purse let him take it and likewise a bag and the one having no sword let him sell his cloak and buy one. So we see in this verse that Jesus is making a comparison to when he sent his disciples out to minister among the people, heal the sick, and he sent them out without a purse or a sword or a coat for that matter. And he asked the disciples, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? And they said, no, Lord. So this is the context of this particular verse. So Jesus is making a comparison showing that when he sent them out the first time with basically nothing, they needed nothing. But now, because the situation in the future would be different, he admonished and advised his disciples to take some money with them, take a purse, and take a bag with probably some food. And if you don't have a sword, you better sell your coat and buy one. Clearly showing that there is a time and a place for everything. Now, let's take a look at John 18, verse 36, Berean Literal Bible. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If 
my kingdom were of this world. My attendants would fight that I might not be betrayed to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. There have been many times when theologians have coded this verse and referred to this verse as if Christians are not supposed to fight. And yet, the majority of even modern day wars have been fought by Christians sometimes against other Christians, sometimes against other nationalities, ethnic groups, religious conflicts. The reasons that people fight, have wars, topple governments, destroy kingdoms, is varied and so complicated that books, encyclopedias have been written about the reasons and the causes of war. World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Afghanistan War, longest war running in the United States history, 20 years and counting. And each time that we see the horrible results, the catastrophe that always comes after years and years of conflict and just utter bloodshed destruction, total annihilation of large groups of sometimes very innocent people, women, children, just normal citizens, just people going around their daily life, and then we drop a nuclear bomb on them. That's called Hiroshima, Nagasaki. So in spite of the fact that followers of Jesus the Christ are supposed to be peace-loving, kind, gentle, almost anti-war, almost to the point of pacificity, this is the image that most theologians try to project and preach from the pulpit. But behind the scenes, the politicians are being advised and consulted and told to fight, fight, fight. And usually the reasons for the fighting and the wars are never known until years, decades later. And when we come to find out that The rationale for starting a war was usually a trumped-up 
ideological mirage, a fake notion of, you know, weapons of mass destruction that don't exist. When in fact, the real reason most wars are fought is for financial gain. These facts and these issues are so complex that we must lay them aside when we're searching for the actual truth. We need to understand that the Word of God, the Bible itself, is full of wars and bloodshed. Read any book especially the books of the Old Testament, and you will find numerous wars being fought for all kinds of reasons. And many of those wars were under the command of Jehovah God, the one God. So let's be clear that there is no separation between God, Jesus the Christ, and their statements about fighting and at the same time not fighting for the kingdom of God. But at the same time, when you go out to do the Lord's work, You should go prepared, including a sword, a defense that allows you to protect the innocent. The greatest military ever put together in the history of the world exists today in the United States of America. Without question, the United States of America, the so-called Christian nation of the world, has the most powerful military complex. And yet, we see that there are those who because of their political agenda, because of their religious perspective, are desperately trying to dismantle and deplatform the United States military complex. There is no question that wars have been fought for all the wrong reasons. There's no question that the military-industrial complex has created billions and trillions of dollars over the years for private organizations, private individuals, banks, organizations that are far from the Christian values that are presented in the Word of God, the Bible itself. We must be careful not to 
discard the words of Jesus the Christ simply because some theologians and some politicians and some well-meaning pacifists do not want to look deeply into the meaning and the context of the words of God and the words of Jesus the Christ. We must come humbly to the throne of grace. We must study to show ourselves approved. Workmen that need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Context is extremely important. And sometimes finding the right context is not easy. It takes time. It's a difficult process. But as Jesus the Christ said, if you want to know the truth, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's something interesting about realizing the truth, understanding the truth when you see it and when it comes to your mind and your eyes are opened and you realize that the facts are leading you to the absolute truth, there is a freedom in knowing that whatever you do from that point on, you will always be able to look back and see that there was that moment in time when the truth became available to you, became aware to your senses. And you can build on that moment and find more truth and develop a system of truth so that as your life progresses, you can leap from mountain to mountain, from obstacle to obstacle, and you can overcome in the battle of life by having the truth. The Word of God is often referred to in the New Testament especially as the sword. It is interesting to note that even in Japanese, Korean, Chinese type cultures that there is a very high special place for the sword. The samurai sword, the short sword, and the long sword. Each sword had a specific purpose and a specific meaning. It was extremely important to guard the swords so that they could always be accessible to the scholar warrior, the samurai. 
in that tradition, we see that the sword is more than just an instrument of killing. It's more than just a weapon. It's a representation of the spirit. And when your spirit is correct, when your spirit is alive and awake and focused, your mind will be set by the truth itself. The light that comes from knowing the truth is something that cannot be explained in words, but it can be experienced by each person. We all have the opportunity to discover the true meaning of the words of God. We must study, we must take time to discover the meaning and the impact of these words which come to us from God. The word of God is like a two-edged sword. It cuts to the bone. It will divide the truth in a way that allows you to see the inner meaning, not just a surface meaning of the word of God. Take this process, make it your own. Allow the word of God through the Holy Spirit to guide your mind into the truth, the path that leads to the glorious future, your eternal life. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about The Dark Light Podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness.